Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline Lawyer. And this video is another in our series entitled Industry Evolutions. And I'm grateful to be joined once more by Eric Johnson. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Eric is the PAG, the Presidential Advisory Group Chair, uh, looking at these industry issues. So, Eric, we have talked about the national landscape. Let's talk about what we what's happening right now in Washington State with respect to statewide forms revisions. If you didn't know already, I'm glad you're watching this video because you must be aware. In fact, I would say like no other change in the past, you must prepare for the forms changes that are coming. The forms will change on October 3rd. If you haven't laid the foundation for the forms changes prior to October 3rd, you are going to be embarrassed on October 3rd when you write a purchase and sale agreement for your buyer. Why do I say that, Eric? Well, because the change has to do with buyer broker compensation and it is now on the front page of Form 21 where it says clearly, I am... Here's what, exactly there, what it says. Please. I had to have the yes. forms with me because I, I can't remember the language exactly. There will be a new addition to Form 21, and these sample forms are available. Um, if you have not seen the sample forms, then log into the uh, legal hotline, ask me a question, and I'll make sure that the sample forms are provided to you. But the, the forms language on Form 21, the new paragraph 16, is entitled Buyer Brokerage Firm Compensation Offered and Listing. And immediately following that, the buyer broker will write in, type in, the amount of compensation offered by the seller via the MLS. And then there's a checkbox for buyer to uh, identify by checkbox uh, pay is offered, meaning that the seller will pay the com compensation as offered, or an other provision. It, it says other dash C addendum. Mm -hmm. So in this video series, we are going to discuss this forms change. We're also going to discuss revisions to the buyer agency agreement, to the form 41C, which is the addendum that you would likely include with the purchase and sale agreement if buyer marks other. And then also some changes to the statewide forms listing agreement, which is used by many Northwest MLS members and other uh, MLS and members of other MLSs as well, although not everybody across the state uses the, for, the statewide forms listing agreement. We'll talk about that more when we get to a video on that topic. Absolutely. So Eric, in the prior videos, we talked about the four elements of the DOJ NAR conversation that are driving buyer tra or transparency around buyer broker compensation as well as consumer protection issues. How is this forms change intended to, to get to the heart of those issues? Yeah, no, I think that's a, a fair question and, and that's really the impetus of it is to have it just out in the open, both parties can see this is what, if I'm a seller, this is what I've offered the buyer broker and this is they're accepting that offer of compensation or uh, they're augmenting it in some way, shape or form via 41C. 
Uh, that could apply to a for sale by owner. That could apply, there's all sorts of context to maybe why that would vary. Uh, but I think for the most part, it's, it's the buyer broker who's writing the offer is addressing it in, in their offer if they don't have a buyer's agency already. Uh, and, um, and the seller is just confirming, yes, this is what, this is what I'm offering. Okay. So when, as a buyer broker, when should this conversation regarding compensation happen the first time? Should it happen when I'm writing the offer for the buyer? No. When should it happen? <laughs> it should happen way before then. I uh, preferably, uh, with a buyer broker contract, uh, uh, ahead of time and that and there's a lot of dependencies around that some people before they show a house they want that signed some people show several houses and then address it before they write the offer in any event I think okay, wait a minute, let me stop you for a second okay, yeah is any of that mandated by the language in the forms in the statewide forms no no, absolutely not. So brokers There's are still no. free to have those conversations absolutely. with the buyer when it works when, for the butt broker. Correct. Okay. Correct. And so uh, ideally, you're going to want to have that conversation prior to writing the offer. If that's, is that five minutes before? Is that two months before? Uh, that's really up to the practitioner to decide when they're comfortable with having that conversation and when they feel it's appropriate. In my opinion, the earlier the better. Uh, right. is, is appropriate right. for the for the buyer's uh, benefit. They should right. know how the system works and not be confused at closing because I have I've taught real estate agents who bought homes and thought they were gonna have to pay the buyer agent and they had money they were bringing money to closing to pay the buyer agent and they had no idea or the buyer broker sorry and they had no idea that and their broker told them, oh no, I negotiated that for you. You don't have to worry about it. That's inappropriate, right? Okay, so what, yeah. you, what you just described is a scenario where <clears throat> there has been a, a lack of all conversation between right. buyer broker and buyer yep. regarding buyer broker's compensation, mm -hmm. how much, who's mm -hmm. paying it, when the broker's gonna get it, all of those issues. Yep. And certainly an emphasis of what we're seeing happening nationwide is that that industry practice to the extent it is a practice and I don't I don't think that don't the think majority of brokers do right. that no right but to the extent that there is this baseline current of that happening at all yeah. that's got to change absolutely we brokers buyer brokers have to engage in a process of working with their buyers that creates greater transparency around not not greater in, in complete transparency right around broker's compensation. How is the buyer's broker being compensated? And I agree with Eric. Brokers, if you on October 3rd are writing a purchase and sale agreement for a buyer and you're confronted with this question for the first time, this, this not question, this contract term for the first time where you identify the amount of money that the seller is offering to pay you through this transaction, through the MLS, and your buyer sees that as a number, as a dollar value on the Form 21 for the first time ever, right before you ask them to sign it, I anticipate that there will be buyer brokers who have an enormous amount of difficulty explaining this to buyers on October 3rd and thereafter Brokers, if you haven't done your homework to be familiar with this forms change 
and then laid the foundation that Eric just described of talking to your buyer about how you are in fact compensated, what the amount of compensation is that you're expecting. Put it into dollars. Help the buyer to start processing that early. And then brokers, your designated broker has probably been harping on you with, uh, about this for years. Uh, most designated brokers do. But brokers justifying to a buyer why it is that you're being compensated for the great and important work you're doing mm -hmm. for the buyer. And this is something that Eric is going to be better at talking about in, the, in a video and, and even other designated brokers. From the legal hotline standpoint, the message I want to communicate is that brokers, you have got to lay the foundation for buyers early in your relationship so they're not surprised when they see that number on the Form 21. So if we as an industry run the risk of surprising buyers and creating this disharmony at right. this point, why are we making the forms change? Well, and I think because we want to codify that and, and make it a practice and, and, and to some degree kind of force that conversation to have to happen. Right, and because buyers need to know. Yes. The, the industry is where it is currently with class action lawsuits right. and regulatory investigations because there are too many brokers across yes. the country who don't have that conversation with their, with their buyers. And so this forms change is driving that conversation. Yeah. And, the, and the fact of the matter is this. Most of the practitioners out there are having that conversation up front. I agree. Uh, whether they're getting the buyer agency signed at that point in time or not, uh, I think the majority of practitioners are having that conversation. There isn't confusion by the buyers. I mean, there's a reason why we have a 90% approval rate. I, and, I, and I think that... We meaning who? Tell, and that's the, that. That's, that's uh, polling from the National Association of Realtors. They say and buyers, buyers, and, buyers and sellers are saying, hey, yeah, we're happy with what, with what these people did. That's exactly and we right. paid them to do their job, and everyone's, and everyone's happy with that. And so, um, but again, uh, it's difficult because there really is no standard of training beyond getting your license... Uh, to now then, uh, uh, I don't want to say mandate, but mandate, I guess, some of those behaviors. And, and this is a way, tertiarily, to do that in some way that says, hey, buyer broker, if you're brand new to the business, you better be ready to have this conversation, and you better have it sooner than later. And that benefits everybody. Right. That benefits the buyer broker, it benefits their brokerage, it benefits right. the consumer. And, and that's really what we're trying to right. achieve. When we go to a restaurant and we order that steak, we know how much it's sure. going to cost before we order it, right? Sure. Exactly. It, 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 and it's the same principle. Buyers who hire buyer brokers need to know what the buyer broker, what they are paying mm -hmm. through the form of a, of a purchase price, how is buyer broker being compensated and to what degree. Um, in another video, we're going to go into the nuts and the bolts of the buyer agency agreement. Before we wrap this video, though, I, I just I want to add that when I teach brokers to use the buyer agency agreement, it plays into this conversation. When brokers, you it, when you introduce the buyer agency agreement to a buyer, sure, you're forming a contract, and that contract could be the basis of a lawsuit where you're suing for compensation. The far more important 
foundation for that buyer agency agreement is the opportunity it gives you buyer broker to explain to buyers the compensation system. Why is it important for this buyer to pick up the phone and call you when you drove past a house that you want to go see? Why shouldn't they just walk in and talk to the listing agent who's holding an open house? Why, what advantage do they have to you, utilize your services as their exclusive agent versus just having the listing broker write the offer for them? Buyer brokers, it's the introduction of the buyer agency agreement where you explain those benefits. And yeah, those benefits come with a price tag, just like, just like you pay for that stake. There's a reason that there's a price tag associated with it. They're getting something in return. But it is more important than ever, brokers, that you introduce your relationship to buyers through the use of a buyer agency agreement. Mm -hmm. is, is this anything that the PAG is looking at? Absolutely, and uh, we're looking at that at, at a legislative level, actually, uh, as well. Uh, there are many states that do mandate uh, that to be a client and be compensated as a buyer broker, you have to have a contract in place, and that is in their state, their statutes. Mm -hmm. um, and so we are looking at that angle, to be okay. quite honest with you, and, and I think that it, and we can get into that in a different video, but ultimately the idea is to standardize the practice across all practitioners, uh, and, and that is one way to do it. Now, there may be other ways too, but those are all still in discussion. And that's what the PAG is talking Absolutely. about, is, is all the variety of options. Correct. Okay. Anything else about Form 21? Um, you know, I, I would just maybe close with the good news about being compensated as a realtor is the only time we get compensated is if we do our job. Um, we have to, everyone has to sign the paperwork at the closing and feel comfortable with the transaction. And uh, they're only gonna do that, they're only gonna sign the paperwork if they are comfortable with the transaction. And that's, and so the good news is, um, you know, this, I don't think this is gonna be a substantive change in practice other than the transparency of disclosing how it works. It's not going to be a substantive change in practice for brokers who have already been using the Correct. buyer agency agreement. Correct. It's going to be a huge change in practice for, for brokers who, who have not. Yes. And brokers, That's if fair. you don't currently use a buyer agency agreement, I encourage you to now, well in advance of October 3rd, pick up the form, get accustomed to using it, designate a broker's lead conversation in your office meetings about how brokers should present a buyer agency agreement to buyers. What should a conversation around compensation look like between a buyer broker and a broker? Designated brokers help your brokers to learn how to evolve with the industry into this next phase. Okay, this is not a nuts and bolts video about all of the forms changes in Form 21. I encourage you to still take a forms revisions class. There are other elements of change to the Form 21. This is a conceptual conversation around what this change means with respect to the industry evolutions. There are other changes in Form 21 that you need to be aware of and, and really kind of a more nuts and bolts um, discussion of how to actually fill in the form, even this paragraph 16 that we just described. If you have questions on this topic or any other, please visit warealtor.org and ask me a question through the legal hotline link. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.